If you love football, soccer, then you probably love the Apple TV hit comedy Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, a quirky, soccer-naive American coach, finds his way to England where he comes in to manage a fictitious but struggling Premier League side, AFC Richmond. Hello everyone, this is Rev Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. With 20 plus years in and around the beautiful game, both as a chaplain and a press officer before that, I thought I would share in this series some lessons from Ted Lasso, essentially give a chaplain's perspective on some of the things we see on the show and mesh them up with my own experience. In the series, I'm going to try not to over-spiritualize what we see on the screen, but I do want to comment on some of the elements that I believe can be great points of personal and professional development, no matter your role or relationship with soccer. Whether you're an athlete, a coach, a staffer, or an executive with The Beautiful Game, I think this series will be fun, creative, and have a little bit of everything for everyone. Just a side note, whilst I've changed this opener from the original one, I will keep the opener for a little while, so if you're listening regularly, when you hear the Ted Lasso theme music at the start of the pod, you can go ahead and skip forward to the two-minute mark to skip the intro and get right into the pod for the day. Thank you for listening to the From the Touchline podcast. Here we go with a lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat-trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! To be honest, Keeley is too bubbly for me. But in Lesson 13, we see her roar onto the scene as she pulls up in her boyfriend Jamie Tart's sports car. Seemingly ignoring normal protocols of introduction, she pops out of the car and asks the onlooking Coach Lasso and club owner Rebecca, what would you rather be, a lion or a panda? The question is really Keeley searching for feedback on two different modeling actress roles, but the conversation plays out in the scene with getting into a person's personality. I would dare say personality factors in football are massive. Many of the footballers that I've worked with and have known have tended to be more of the lion personality type than panda, but nonetheless, the lesson to be learned here is that there are different personalities in football, and each has their own blessings and challenges that come along with them, no matter which personality, lion or panda, or some other designation. Understanding personality differences and working through them is a vital aspect, I believe, for a football team. It's vital for players who are learning to work together on the pitch. It's essential for a coaching staff trying to lead, teach, or motivate a team. It's critical for a technical director or sporting manager attempting to put together all the elements of a successful enterprise. It's even vital for the executives and ownership that are concerned with the operational and marketing aspects of a club or team. You have to know your people. You have to know your team. At different points in my time as a volunteer chaplain, we've often come to the aid and assistance of a club in understanding their people. Let me tell you, it seems easier to see people if you're an outsider. And we've used tools like the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, or the Enneagram. And there are a lot of different tools and different ways to try and measure understand and coalesce a group of people that are working together toward a common goal or a common cause. Working through tools like the Enneagram or MBTI has helped bring balance or sometimes create better understanding between people from the locker room 
all the way to the front office and beyond. Sometimes we've only worked with particular individuals to equip them to better work with their teammates and coworkers, and sometimes we've worked with the whole group itself. You know, I think Jesus had a good understanding of personalities as he assembled his quote-unquote team of disciples, those people closest to him. James and John were labeled as sons of thunder in Mark 3:17. We're not told why Jesus names the two brothers this way, but we might get a sense of their personalities from this and from other incidents caught in scripture. We know that Peter has a tendency to lead and also to stick his foot in his mouth. Know anyone like that at your club? Andrew, Peter's brother, is seen introducing people throughout the Bible. He seems like a networker. Matthew's a tax collector. Maybe he was good with numbers. Probably he had precision to his personality that was demanded by his role, something that we might even see within his gospel account. I could go on and on, but I think you get the point. So let me ask you, lion or panda? Or maybe to use another personality assessment tool image, are you a golden retriever, loyal, faithful, or an otter, playful, risk-taker, or a beaver, analytical, predictable. And there's others, of course. What is your Enneagram number or your Myers-Briggs type? It can be immensely helpful to know yourself and to seek to know and understand other people and their personalities in football as well. Here's another one for you. Can you guess me? Can you guess my personality type? Maybe I'll share it on a podcast later. But I'd love to hear some of your guesses. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline.